We are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now we're talking about grace through faith. I want us to look at Romans, the fourth chapter. Come with me down to verse 13, where the Apostle Paul makes this statement, For the promise that he should be heir of the world was not to Abraham or his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. Now underline the phrase, the righteousness of faith. Now listen very carefully to what he says. The promise that he should be heir of the world was not to Abraham or his seed through the law. It wouldn't come through the old law, but through the righteousness which is of faith. For if they which are of the law be heirs, faith is made void, and the promise made of none effect, because the law worketh wrath. For where no law is, there is no transgression. Therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace. Now it's important to understand how he says this. Therefore God says it will be of faith that it might be by grace. Now what he's saying is the only way that you can enter into the grace of God, to the willingness of God, is through faith. It can't be done through the works any longer. And there's people today that will do all kinds of works to try to merit favor with God. Walk on their knees for miles until their knees turn bloody trying to please God. When it's faith that pleases God. Without faith it's impossible to please God. We believe His Word and it is imputed to us for righteousness. So the Apostle Paul says then, come on over to chapter 5 and we'll read two verses here. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into the grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. You have access by faith into grace. Now, that's the only way you can get involved in it. There's many people trying to get favor with God in all kinds of ways but it's by faith. That's the way it happens. That's the way it works. Faith is the law of the new covenant. We're justified by faith. Romans, the fifth chapter, as you come on over to verse 15. Let's, well, let's read several verses here. Now, I know we're reading a lot of Scripture, but it's important to this message that we have this background because of the things that it's going to point out to you. Let's read from verse 15. But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift of grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto many. Now notice that he says, the gift of grace. Now, we talked about this in one of the other sessions. The fact that the Bible says in Ephesians 2.8, By grace are ye saved through faith. That not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Now, the gift he's referring to is the gift of grace. He is not referring to the gift of faith. There is a gift of faith. It's one of the gifts 
of the Spirit. It's what we call special faith. But it is not the gift that he's referring to here. He's referring to the gift of grace, and here he brings it out very vividly. Let's read verse 15 again. But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. In other words, it was one man that sinned and brought many into condemnation, but it was one man that brought the free gift that set many free, so it's not the same. It reversed the process. Do you see what he's saying? He reversed the process. One brought many into captivity because he sinned, and Jesus came, and because of his righteousness and what he did, he brought many and set many free because of the gift of grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ. Now let's follow it on down for a few verses. And not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift. Notice, not as, not the same, different, totally reversed. For the judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more, they that receive the abundance of grace, now get this, you ought to underline this phrase, they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Now that's shouting words. <laughs> Praise God. I'll tell you what, that's strong. Now, he said, death reigned by one. Have you ever seen anybody that didn't die because there wasn't enough death to go around? <laughs> death reigned from Adam to Moses. I mean, there wasn't any lack of it. It reigned. It ruled. Much more they which receive abundance of grace. Now, this is one of the problems, I think, in the body of Christ. We've never understood grace the way that God sets it forth in his word. It's his willingness to get personally involved in our behalf, even though we don't deserve it. If we receive the abundance of grace, we'll reign in life. We'll reign. Death won't reign. Life will reign. Now, that doesn't mean that you're not ever going to die. It just simply means that it reigns over spiritual death. In other words, the Apostle Paul, I think it's Romans 8, chapter, says the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. How many of you have the law of the Spirit of life abiding in you? Amen. Well, thank God it's made you free from the law of sin and death. Amen. See, there's something that we've never understood. And I'm convinced of this, that when the body of Christ understands it, it'll make a tremendous difference in our attitude and the way we serve our Father God. There's many people that today still believe they're sinners saved by grace. Now, you need to understand the difference in a sinner and someone that's saved by grace. We're not old sinners saved by grace. We were old sinners, but when we got saved by grace, we became the righteousness of God. Amen. He imparted to us His righteousness. It's not our righteousness. Somebody said, oh, but... Our righteousness is as filthy rags. Well, that's what the Bible says. But we're not talking about our righteousness. We're talking about His righteousness that's been imparted to us. Now, let me show you the difference in a person that's saved by grace and a sinner. Now, 
that doesn't mean that just because we say we're the righteousness of God, that doesn't mean we're not capable of sinning. But a sinner is different from a Christian that sins. A Christian that sins is not a sinner. No more than a man that goes and visits a prison is a prisoner. You know why they call a sinner a sinner? Because he's doing what he does best. He's highly developed in it. He is a habitual sinner. I mean, that's all he does. <laughs> he sins. You know why they call a prisoner a prisoner? Because he's in prison. He can't get out. He's a prisoner. Now, a Christian that sins is no more a sinner than you are if you go visit a prison and you would become a prisoner. Or no more than if you go sit in the garage, you'll become a car. <laughs> now just stay with me. It'll turn out all right. <laughs> but we need to get this point over. If we don't finish in this session, just tune us in the next session we'll get it. But you see, the difference is that the Bible says if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. See, you enter into the grace of God by faith in believing what the Word says. Somebody said, yeah, but I confessed my sins and I still felt just as bad as I ever did. What does that have to do with it? See, you've gone back to how you feel. You're justified by faith in believing what the Word said, and when you do it, believe that it happened, and forget feelings. Are you listening to me? The Word works, and if you confess your sins, your sins are gone. Most people say, well, you know, the church is just full of hypocrites, because I see brother so-and-so, and I know that he's done this, and he's done that, and why he couldn't be a Christian. Listen, a Christian is not someone that's perfect. The Christian life is a way of repentance. What happens when you're born again? You enter into the grace of God. You enter into God's grace through faith. Grace is God's willingness to use His power and His ability to forgive when you don't deserve to be forgiven. It's grace. It's not the law. It's grace. The law was given so that offense might abound. There's a lot of Christians never understood this. God instigated the law to show people that they needed help. They could not keep the commandment of God within themselves. There was no righteousness in them. So the law was instigated to show them how weak and how needful they were for a Savior. Can you say amen? Amen. I appreciate so much you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. Trust you've been with us all this week. We have CD offer number 7227. It's entitled Grace Through Faith. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. Now, when we talk about the grace of God, Paul says be strong in grace. Grace is God's willingness to use His power and His ability on your behalf, even though you don't deserve it. In Ephesians, the second chapter, verse 8, Paul said, By grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. So grace is God's willingness 
to use His power on your behalf even though you don't deserve it. And it only comes through faith. That's why Hebrews eleven six says, Without faith it's impossible to please God, because you can't enter into the grace of God without faith. That's the way you have access into the grace of God. In Romans 5, Paul says it again in verses 1 and 2. And you need to understand that here in Ephesians 2, 8, he says it is a gift of God. Now, he's not talking about a gift of faith here. He's talking about the gift of grace. There is a gift of faith, but that's not what Paul's referring to. It is the gift of grace, because in chapter 3, he brings that in when he says in verse 7, whereof I'm made a minister according to the gift of grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power. So he's talking about the gift of grace. That's the way you enter into it. Then in Ephesians 4, 7, But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Ask yourself, how do you measure the gift of Christ? The grace of God is God's willingness. Jesus was God's willingness to use His power and His ability on your behalf. Now remember, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God, the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus was the Word of God. Paul calls the Word of God the Word of faith. And here, grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Jesus was God's gift to us for the willingness of God. That's offer number 7227. It's entitled Grace Through Faith. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling. A total of $19. We have toll-free order line one eight seven seven three nine six ninety four hundred. Until tomorrow, this Charles Caps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.